Good morning, everyone. This is Marty Duran coming to you live from I-40 with the 4th State Drive Time Podcast. Thanks for joining me. It is a lovely day outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Let's get right to it. Spiegel is reporting the Minister of Defense in Germany said in response to uh, two, I think it's two attacks recently where fatalities were involved. One, of course, was widely publicized on a a train. I think there was a a second one. Uh, He said this, uh, and I thought this was very, very appropriate. No constitutional state can prevent every crime. No constitutional state can prevent every crime. Freedom under law means there are risks from lawbreakers. And I think the point he was getting at is one that Americans need to remember, and that is that if you have a constitutional republic where law rules rather than a king or a dictatorship or something like that, then you're always going to live with the possibility that someone is going to break those laws, either intentionally or accidentally, and cause death. So whether it is a driving accident or whether it is a a planned terrorist activity, if you're going to live in a constitutional republic, you will always risk someone breaking those laws in order to carry out, um, in this case, an act of terror. The question then becomes for those of us who live in the constitutional republic or those who live in a similar democracy somewhere around the world is, do you continue with more and more restrictive laws that actually inhibit the people who are doing nothing wrong in order to try to do that which is impossible, which is to prevent every single crime or every single terrorist activity. If the days of the PLO taught us anything in the 70s, in the heyday of skyjacking, where uh, planes, it it seemed all too frequently, were taken over and flown to uh, remote destinations or secondary destinations where hostages were sometimes killed and sometimes freed, while the terrorists made their demands and awaited their ransoms or whatnot. Uh, We're long removed from that, but it does not mean that we're long removed from terrorism, of course. The question is, in a constitutional republic, how far are we willing to go in restricting freedom in order to try to prevent every single act of terror? Or how much are we willing to tolerate? Um, One of the places in the world that has had to deal with this the most, of course, is the nation of Israel, where um, a type of democracy exists. It is uh, questionable whether it's a full democracy because of the way they treat different citizens in their country, but they they do at least have a constitution. They have voting, and they have laws, and they have to deal and have had in their past to deal with the possibility of terrorist activity, whether it's suicide bombing or whether it's uh, missiles being shot across the wall. And um, without getting into what's legit and what's not, let's just say that they have chosen to try to keep as much as possible a free society for their citizens. Now, they're not trying to keep a free society for uh, those that they see as their enemies, the Palestinians in Gaza and the West Bank, but the drastic measures that they take to protect themselves um, are not applicable toward their citizens. 
So it's a little different deal there, but it's similar enough that we can draw a somewhat of a parallel to find out how much in America are we willing to restrict our citizens, or are we thinking that building a wall is the um, the major solution to be offered. New York Times reporting U.S. airstrikes in Libya, not Syria, in the town of Sirte, I believe it is, S-U-R-T, Libya. The U.S. intervened after the United Nations-led interim government requested attacks. There are approximately, according to the Times, 1,000 ISIS fighters remaining in the town of Sirte. They are cornered. The various uh, Libyan militias are, um, are fighting against them, but it was going to be a long standoff, and so they asked the U.S. to intervene with bombing runs to weaken the 1,000 remaining ISIS fighters, and that has already begun. The Atlantic is uh, reporting, and this is just, I got no commentary on this, just FYI, French authorities have closed 20 mosques since December. French authorities have closed 20 mosques since December for preaching radical uh, Islamic ideology. Um, The article goes on to say that there are 2,500 mosques in France and they um, about 120 were suspected to be uh, preaching and teaching um, ideologies related to terrorism. So 20 of those now have been closed since December, according to The Atlantic. And then uh, there's an interesting article in Heretz, and all of these are linked in the episode notes for today. If you go to my blog at martyduran.com, you'll see today's uh, podcast, and the episode notes will be there. Uh, two, I believe it is, Jewish American historians explaining why they are no longer a part of the Zionism movement. Uh, it's important when we think about Israel and we think about the goings-on in the Middle East related to Israel and Palestinians and even their neighbors. <coughs> Excuse me that there's a difference between the government of Israel and Zionism. Zionism is a political movement, um, uh, let's just say like the moral majority, not the moral majority, a lot different, but in the sense that the moral majority was a political movement, Zionism is a political movement. The various political parties in Israel, Likud and such, may adopt or reject various aspects of Zionism. Uh, But Zionism is not Israel, and Israel is not strictly equated as Zionism. Zionism is a very specific political theory that is adopted by many in Israel, and it basically is the idea that Israel uh, has gone home to Zion, and that God gave them that land, and that no one should live there except for the Jews. It's very, very strong among those who believe it. But this particular article in Heretz explains uh, why two Jewish American historians, I may have said Israeli to begin with, Jewish American historians have come to reject Zionism, the political theory, for the damage that it is doing, in their opinion, to national Israel. So if you want to see a logical, uh, methodical, and thoughtful repudiation of many of the uh, political philosophies in Israel that are Zionistic, 
and see how someone kind of explains the difference away who is Jewish and does have some insight into the situation, then I would encourage you to check out that link at Heretz from the Jewish American Historians. As always, thank you for listening to The Fourth State, a production of Roundtable Media Group. If you have interest in advertising on The Fourth State, or actually if you have interest in advertising on any of the podcasts at Roundtable, please email me, marty at roundtablemediagroup.com. If you want the whole smash, you'll be advertised on several podcasts and several other blogs uh, besides. And so uh, you can get a sweet deal for not a lot of money. And you can advertise your ministry, your book, your own podcast or blog, um, whatever it might be. We don't have real strict guidelines. We would reject some, of course. Uh, But if you're along kingdom thinking and you're trying to promote some good stuff to help God's people think, then um, more than likely uh, your ad would be welcomed. So give me a yell. Marty at roundtablemediagroup.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. As always, I hope you have a fantastic day.